0: God is good. God is good. You know, we don't always realize it sometimes. And sometimes we we, we miss it. Sometimes we forget. That's okay. We we all forget. But God reminds us. Right. Because God is so good that he wakes us up every morning to give us another chance. Another chance to be his light in this dark world. Right. And and the thing about it is this world. (laughs) Forget the word. This country. (laughs) <laughs> this country is in trouble. This country is in trouble, right? And that's why I, 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 you know, we strive to give you the word here because, you know, unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of Christians that are that are they're, they're serving the Lord now, but they're going to fall back. They they're going to fall back. You know, the scriptures warn us of that, and we have to be on guard. We have to get the word on the inside of us, and you know. God loved us so much that he gave us his word right he, he that's that's how much he loved us it, look, God loves us so much that he came to dwell on the inside of us yes. right through his holy spirit right so what do we have to worry what do we have to be afraid of because his spirit dwells on the inside the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead yes. dwells in you and I yes. and sometimes we we forget that right but That's how much God loves us. Right? He loves us so much that He sent His only begotten Son to die for us. Right? He can't... Look, we were eternally separated. But now we're no longer eternally separated. Right? That's how much He loved us. Right? God loved us so much that Jesus came and was tortured for us. He was tortured for us. That's how much He loved you and I. And guess what? He didn't say a mumbling word. Why? Because he knew he was thinking about each and every one of us. The Lord loved us so much that he prayed for us. When he prayed for his disciples, he prayed for us. Right? That we would not fail. That we would not stumble. See, this country wants us to stumble. And it's not even the country, it's the enemy that wants us to stumble and get caught up in the things of this world. But we can't allow ourselves to get caught up in that. We have to remember how much the Lord loves us, how much he sacrificed for us. And those are the things that we have to remember. Mm-hmm. And we have to remind ourselves weekly, daily of those things. Because, guess what, we have the stresses of life. Right? Talked about that a couple of weeks ago. We have, we have the stresses of life. But that's okay. It's just developing patience in us. Right? That, that, that's all it is. That's, that's the one fruit. Right? So, and the thing about it is, I, I mentioned at the beginning that, he, you know, he loves us so much that he dwells in us. Because he dwells in us, he didn't leave us powerless. He did not leave us powerless. Right? It, it doesn't matter what we face, we can cry out to him. Right? But see, someone we, we forget. So, we pick up the phone to cry out to somebody else. Lord saying, I'm right here. <coughs> yeah, yeah. Cry out to me. Yes, yes, yes. Right? I'm here. Right? Some of us were saying, Well, you know, I can't make it through this day. Lord say Yeah, you can. Because I have given you the comforter. Yes. Right? The one called alongside to help. So there's not a day that can go by that we can't make it. Amen. Right? Yes. There's not a day, because he's there walking with us side by side. Yes. Right? So even when we fear He's grabbing us by the shirt saying, Come back over here. <laughs> That's how good he is. Right? And, and even as this country starts to continue to, it's downward trend, he's going to protect his remnant. Right? He's going to protect those who are walking with him. Right? Because guess what? All of Israel was not walking with him. Right? But he had a remnant. He had a remnant to come back and testify. Yeah, they were doing this, but look what God did. Right? And I want to be a part of that remnant. Right? So we, we, we can't, because the one thing, and I heard this week that, you know, well, it's true. We all know this that tomorrow's not promised to us. That, that's the one thing we can't control. Despite what the American gospel message is saying, well, you know what? You declare to God, you command God. Who are we to command God anything? Right? God is sovereign. He's king. Yes. Right. But we, 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 we want to try to command him to do something. <laughs> right. But there's nothing too hard for him. Right. And I think Byron said it at, at the end of service last week, um, you know, in reference to why do we doubt when he's healing? You know, it doesn't matter how sick somebody is. He's a healer. Why? Because he's the creator of the universe. He's the creator of man. So there's nothing too hard for him. See, the problem is we want to limit God sometimes because we want Him to come a certain way, mm-hmm. right? We want Him to come. Well, Lord, I, I need You to come this way, but He's coming a different way. See, we can't put God in a box, right? And I reminded about a story I heard a long time ago. It, it's like somebody, you know, when you have a hurricane coming, house is flooding, and they're trapped. Boat comes by. Somebody comes by in the boat. You know, the guy's praying. Lord, please help me. Come save me. God's coming. Hey, come on. Get in the boat. No, nope, God's coming. God's coming. Okay. <laughs> Somebody else coming in the boat. Hey, come on. Come. No, nope, God's coming. He's coming. Then what happens? He drowns. He goes before the Lord. Say, says, Lord, I was praying. What happened? Well, I sent people to you. Why? Because the person Moral stories put God in a box. Mm-hmm. He could come any kind of way he wants to. Right? So, even when I was dealing with the cancer, right, I was looking for him to come touch me. But he says, nope, I'm going to work through man. Amen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Not just through one surgeon, but three. Mm. Right? Amen. So, initially, I tried to put him in the box. Mm-hmm. Right? But God's not bound by what we think. Matter of fact, Byron read it. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. That's right. So let's not limit him. Amen. Right. Because he is that good. Yes. Amen. Yes. So God is good. <laughs> Amen. So we're going to continue on. Um, before I forget, uh, I am going to send out uh, a recording. Well, I sent out the recordings before and I, I'm not going to ask who listened to it, but you should have listened to it. Um, I sent out two recordings before Um, one was my testimony one was another uh, sister's testimony but I'm going to send out another one and I wasn't on the conference call Marsha was on there but I wasn't on she was telling me about it so I asked for the recording and I want y'all to listen to it because sometimes we think we can always you know when we go through that it's the end of the world but how many know no matter what we go through there's somebody always going through more or Has gone through more. And I want y'all to listen to some of the the stories that people tell. It's not really stories, but, um, well, I guess it is. But, you know, you can hear some of the hurt in there. And sometimes, basically, he's dealing with trauma, right? The the moral thing is trauma. And I want y'all to listen all the way to the end because there's a brother that comes on probably about eight minutes into it. And uh, he shares this to him. Never give up on your prayers for your loved ones. See, sometimes we're praying. Oftentimes we're praying, but we're praying out of our emotions and out of feelings. And we think we're praying in faith, but we're not really praying in faith, right? God wants us to pray in faith because it doesn't matter how long it takes. See, we give up before God gives up, (laughs) right? God doesn't give up on man. And God hears our prayers. And like I said, they're not falling on deaf ears. So no matter what we have to keep, Praying and interceding yeah. on the behalf of our family members, right? Our co workers, this nation, <laughs> right? Now the nation's gone, it, it, it's gonna go, <laughs> right? But there's still people here that can be saved, right? There's still people here that, that can be saved. See, we got people, Christians saying, Oh, revivals come and revivals come, like Paul Vavere, how what, what he said, who was. Uh, he was on. British come. British coming, British coming. revival is coming no it's not no it's not. Not, not not to this country it ain't coming it ain't coming and you know why it's not coming because it's not just the world it's the church that's jacked up it's the church that's jacked up see we're crying for revival and we the ones as Christians need to be revived right we're so busy trying to go out there and save them and we're lost inside the house of God you know, 'cause I I I was reading uh Ezekiel this week and um it's interesting. You know, cause we, we always talk about um you know the watchmen. Right? We talk about the watchman and I don't want you know, we'll hear people say, Well, you don't want their blood on your hands. All right? But was Ezekiel called to the Gentiles, the lost? Hmm. No, he was called to Israel. Read it. Jeremiah. Now, Doesn't mean we can't be watchmen for the world neither, right? Because Jonah was called to the Gentiles, right? So was Nahum to Nineveh, right? But the majority of the prophets were called to Israel and Judah. Why? Because they were God's people that were off, right? So we got Christians failing every day, (laughs) turning away from God. Doing things of the ways of the world. Right now, you can't tell the difference sometimes from an unbeliever and a believer. Why? Because we're not getting the word like we should. Right? That's why the fivefold ministry in Ephesians 4 was there. Right? For the perfecting of the saints. Right? But if we don't give the word and all we're talking about is, hey, Go out, do this. Go out, do this. But we're not teaching or feeding the sheep. Where does that leave us? Right? And the other thing is what? Sometimes we, we will get the word and then we allow the enemy to come steal the word. Soon as we leave through those doors. Enemy, actually, sometimes it don't even be before we leave the doors. <laughs> right? It'll be somebody will say something in here, like, why did you say that? Right? And we won't say nothing to the person, but that's what we're saying to ourselves. Right? Why did you say that? No, we gotta protect the word. We gotta protect the seed, so to allow that seed to grow. Amen. That wasn't even part of my message. All right. So, so I am the true vine. Okay, I am the true vine. So you know God is good because uh, Ephesians, and I, I said we we're gonna go to Ephesians. Um, I didn't say that yet, but I said it before. <laughs> we just haven't, we just haven't made it yet. Yeah, but uh, you know, cause. You know some of the themes in Ephesians actually fit with "I am the true vine," because Ephesians tells us one of the things in Ephesians is that we are in Christ. We are in Christ. Well, how does that fit with "I am the true vine"? And John. Let's let's turn to John fifteen real quick, uh, verse four. John fifteen verse four. Have your fingers ready today, and prayerfully we'll get a touch of Ephesians. <laughs> So we are in Christ, and John fifteen tells us that we are to abide in Christ. All right, we there? All right, John fifteen, beginning at verse four: Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine; you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered away and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned Verse seven. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. So we talked about that before. Right. So uh, one of the things in Ephesians is that we are in Christ. Right. So in order for us to ask of God, what you know, what, what in order for us to get what we're asking for God, we need to abide in him. We need to be in him. Right. And I'm not just talking about being born again, but I'm talking about abiding in him to where we're bearing much fruit. Amen. Right. Because sometimes we want to do just enough to keep it going. Right. Just so our brothers and sisters say, oh, we're still making it. We're still good. We're still coming to the house of the Lord. Right? No. We have to abide. We have to abide in Him. Alright, so what's, what's another theme is this? That Christ has united people from all nations to Himself to be one in His church. So I, I think I touched on it last week that what, you had two classes of people in the Old Testament. The Jews and the Gentiles. Right? But now we have the church. Right? So now we have Jews and Gentiles together. Well, how does that correlate? John thirteen thirty four says this. A new commandment I give to you That you what? Love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another. Verse 35. By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So watch this. If we hurt our brothers and sisters in Christ, that's like hurting ourselves. Because we're one body. Right? So we can't hurt our brothers and sisters in Christ. We have to be on guard to walk in love towards them. And even if they hurt us, hey, we got to get over it. We have to forgive them. What? 77 times 7? Amen. Right? We, we have to forgive them. We have to walk in love. We can't be harboring and holding on to that unforgiveness. And that's what we do sometimes. Right? It doesn't, and, I, and not to belittle anybody what they've gone through, but it doesn't matter what we've gone through per se, we have to draw closer to Christ. That is the healing. And sometimes we can forgive other people, but what happens is, we don't forgive ourselves. And we and that's what holds us back. We have to learn to forgive ourselves in that aspect. Right? So, wait, what's another thing? That Christians must live as new people. The beauty of it is, God has given us the blueprint to be able to live out this new life. He has given us help in the Holy Spirit. Right? So we are without excuse. Now we have the Holy Spirit. Now you always hear me say, we had the Holy Spirit and we have the Word. Right? That's what's going to help us to walk out this new life. Right? So we no longer are doing the things that we used to do. Right? But we're moving forward into the things of God. Why? Now, as Somebody comes into become a new believer. Guess what? They still have maturing to do, right? So they may have to take baby steps sometimes. That's okay, right? But we don't down them. We pray for them and we help them along. Why? Because our responsibility is to help disciple. Right? But sometimes we forget that we point the finger, <laughs> right? We, we, we can't do that. So, Christ's people are saved to new lives of holiness in thought, word, and deed. So, they must reject their old sinful lifestyles. So, you know, there is a constant tendency sometimes for Christians to display to the world that we really aren't so different than them. Right? That's what we say. We we, we say, you know, we're no different than them. We, you know, I'm like you. You're like me. We're we're all human. Yeah, we're human, but we are different. Let me break it down to you. Okay? The New Testament tells us we are different. Paul is allowed to say, hey, nope, separate from your whole nature. <laughs> That's right. right? So we're different. Right? So we can't sit up here and say, one minute, we're ambassadors, and then the next minute say, Oh yeah, I'm just like you. Hmm. Don't work like that. Right? No, we're different because we're called to be set apart. Right? We're called to be set apart. So why is it that we have so many Christian, especially leaders, trying to come down to the level of the unsaved? Mm -hmm. Well, we have to come down to their level to get them saved. No, we don't. That's right. Because it ain't our power. It ain't us. It is the power of Christ that saves them. So why are we coming down to their level? No, we're up here. We're up here. Not that we're better. I'm not saying we're, we're better than they are. But we are set apart. Yes. We are holy. We are a peculiar people. <laughs> right? That's right. Chosen. A chosen people. Let them look at us funny. That's okay. We know where right. we're going. That's right. We know whose we are. Hallelujah. Right? So these are things that we have to remember. Remember, see, John 17, 17 says this sanctify them by your truth your word is truth yeah. right so let's turn let's turn to Romans 13 and then by the grace of God we'll get in Ephesians <laughs> <laughs> That's like that. see we we, we, we we have to stop trying to be like the world and try to fit in No, we're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be set apart. Romans thirteen, we there verse thirteen. Verse thirteen and fourteen. So let us walk properly, as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ. They can't do that. Those who are not in Christ can't put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. To fulfill his lust. So every day we're to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. So what does properly mean? It means to walk honestly with good taste. Right? We're different. Now let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. We'll start at the top. And one of the reasons why we, we as in the church keep trying to act like the world is because our mindset. We have to be different. We have to take on a new mindset as believers. Ephesians 4, we there? Alright, beginning at verse 1. Oh, hold on. Y'all stay in Ephesians 4. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called with all lowliness and gentleness with long suffering bearing one another in love endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace there is what one body there is one body one spirit so there shouldn't be division among God's body it's just like I said if we heard our brother and sister or talk about our brother and sister that's like talking about ourselves Because we're one body. Right? So, we are to love our brothers and sisters in Christ... Like we love ourselves. So, reason why some people hurt... Because they don't truly love themselves. Mm -hmm. See, if you don't love yourself... You can't love your brother and sister properly. The way the Lord has called us to love one another. Mm -hmm. Right? And now, His Holy Spirit helps us. So, where was that? Uh, Verse 4. There is one body and one spirit... Just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. Who is above all and through all and in you all. So he's in us. So watch this. I'll take it a little deep. If we hurt our brothers and sisters, we're hurting God. If we talk about our brothers and sisters in Christ, we're talking about God. Because we are made in what? Whose image? His image. Right? So we can't talk about our brothers and sisters in Christ. We can't hurt our brothers and sisters in Christ. That's like talking about God. Because we are supposed to be God's property. Right? And these are the things that we have to remember. So going back to uh, verse 1 where it says to walk worthy. Worthy means after a godly sort. Right? So we are not like them. Right? Again, we're not better. But we are called. See, we heard the voice when He called the church. He called us. Yes. They ignored. Some of them may come later. Some of them may hear the call later. Well, some of them will hear the call later. Right? But we heard the call now. So we don't dip and, and, and mingle in. And one, one day we want to be like them and then the next day we want to be like the church. It don't work like that. Right? So we have to start Changing our mindset, right? We got to stop. How do we be like them? Even when we're going through our trials and tribulations, we don't fight carnally, right? Even when we hit, you know, we know the enemy throws fiery darts at us every day, right? Every day, right? But we don't respond or react like they do, right? We're different. Why? Because we're supposed to take every thought captive. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 10. Mm-hmm. So we're supposed to be, like I said, set apart, walking in excellence. Walking in in, in integrity, holiness—we're to be different, regardless of what they, the world, may say. Right? So, verse three. We there? Second, Second Corinthians ten, verse three. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Right? So, Paul's not just talking about spears and swords and things like that. What he's talking about is manipulative and deceitful ways. Right? Because this is what other uh, super apostles, whatever you would call This is what they were doing. Deceitful ways. We're not to be like the world. We don't cheat on our taxes. That's being carnal. Right? We don't, we don't do that. Right? So we, we, we have to be different. Or, hey, I can't believe you let them get away with that. No. Well, Jesus walked in humility. Right? That takes the power of the Holy Spirit. To get us to turn the other cheek. Yes. Where the whale says strike back. Lord says no. Because Jesus could have struck back. But he didn't. Stephen could have struck back. But he didn't. Paul could have struck back. But he didn't. Right. We don't. We don't. Operate out of carnality. Right. And this is what he's talking to the Corinthian church. Because they were operating in the carnality. Alright, so, so what makes us different? We have the armor. We have the armor. Right? So even when the enemy comes and gives us these fiery darts, we don't entertain them. We need to shield the faith up. Right? We need to shield the faith up. But sometimes, a lot of times, what we do as Christians, we rest, put the shield of faith down, and then guess what happens? Fiery dart hits. What happens with fire? It begins to spray. So now we take that one word that the enemy gave. And then now our thoughts start running wild. I can't believe they did this to me. I can't believe they cut me off. I can't believe my spouse did this. I can't. Oh, I'm lonely. They got a spouse. They're getting married. So what? So what? Continue to see God, right? Or when we when we go through stuff, we're not to run to the alcohol. That's right, right? Or the drugs. I'll just say the marijuana, right? We're not supposed to run to those things. That's carnality, right? That's or pornography, Mm. right? (laughs) Because that's the one we can close the door, (laughs) be Mm. on the computer. Or be on the phone nowadays. Right? We're not supposed to run to those things. Right? But we go to the Lord. Right? But these, these are the fire we that to the enemy. will fire at us. Different. All sorts of different things. Right? Or even when we're trying to fast. I talked about how I used to try to fast and then all of a sudden the word donut would come. <laughs> or somebody will bring a, donut, bring a dozen of donuts in. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I can't believe. And then the dogs will be talking to me. Those the fiery darts. It's true, fiery darts. And there were plenty of times I gave in to the fiery darts. I didn't put up the shield of faith. <laughs> but eventually, what I had to do, I had to move my office away from everybody else. Right? I wasn't trying to isolate from them, but I had to do what I had to do in order to help me to get closer to the Lord. Save they could come back and visit me whenever they want. But I didn't want to be in that space. When they brought those donuts in. Because I want to maintain my fast. So actually I had two deaths. I had one in the back for when I was fasting. <laughs> then I had one in the office when I wasn't fasting. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's right. But that's what we have to do sometimes. That's what we have to do sometimes. See, the Corinthian uh, Christians tended to rely on and admire carnal weapons for the Christian battle. So what do I mean by that? Instead of the belt of truth, they fought with manipulation. Instead of the breastplate of righteousness, they fought with the image of success. These are things that go on in the church today. Manipulation, image of success. Instead of the shoes of the gospel, they fought with smooth words. Right, you, you, you get those pastors that come with the manipulating words, smooth words. Right? Instead of the shield of faith, they fought with the perception of power. Right, We got people trying to do spiritual warfare so much that they can't even do spiritual warfare with their own thoughts. How, if we don't even have control over our own selves, now we want to go battle in the spirit. It can't work like that. <laughs> Instead of the helmet of salvation, they fought with lording over authority. Instead of the sword of the spirit, they fought with human schemes and programs. Right? We have to maintain the word and get the word on the inside of us. Verse 4 says this. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. Verse 5. Casting down arguments in every, not some, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ he says every thought right so why do we let some thoughts get in us He's, Paul says every thought I was reminded I was, well, y'all probably used to watch the old flash show that used to come on TV <laughs> but he had a harsh enemy speech there. That was Zoom. But anyway, one day, I, y'all, yeah, y'all looking at me, you I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm explaining. <laughs> so anyway, he defeats the flash and he brings the flash to the police department. Right. And then he says, oh, this is your hero. But here's the thing. The chief of police says, everybody fire and they all start shooting. So his speed catches all the bullets. Not one bullet got through. That's how we have to be with these thoughts. We have to be alert. We have to be quick. We have to be wise. Right. We can't fall apart. This is why we have to know the word. Because anything that tries to. Contradict the word. Or anything that tries to exalt itself over the word. Now we know that's not my thought. That's a fiery dart. That's trying to take me somewhere. Take me to daydream. Mm -hmm. Take me to my hurt trauma from the past. Right? No. No. We got to cast out every thought. And it gets us to worry. About children. Or family members. And now. We say, oh, Lord, please. And now we're going to praying out of our feelings and our emotions instead of faith. So we have to take every thought captive. Not some. This is why we have to be alert. We have to be on guard. We have to be soldiers in the army of the Lord. Amen. All right, let's hold on. So carnal and worldly ways of thinking and doing are arguments against the mind and methods of God. They want to debate God saying they have a better way. They exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. They think of themselves as smarter, more sophisticated, more effective, more powerful than God's way. So sometimes that's what we can do. We could, we could think that we're smarter than God sometimes and not even realize it. When God says take every thought, we may meditate on the thought that has nothing to do with the Lord and it's taken us back somewhere. And then now we, we start to reminisce on things. And that's bringing up hurt feelings. Emotions. And things like that where God's saying, look, move on. Right? Or, hey, my family's rejected me. Well, guess what? Newsflash. Plenty of people in the Bible. Families rejected them. David was rejected. In case you didn't know. Right? But then we go back. The enemy wants comes with that fiery door. And we're like, oh, and then now we start going. And it's like I said, I think I said it last week, right? We go from family as born again believers this big to a family this big. But what do we do? We continue to run back to the blood family. And they keep rejecting us over and over and over and over. But yet we keep running back. And then now we start getting emotionally invested. Why? Because we didn't take that thought captive. Let's go. Let's go to Psalms one nineteen. Longest chapter in the Bible. Psalms one nineteen. We there amen oh joan got it you got a phone day joan joan got a bible train <laughs> I was reading it today. oh praise god but <laughs> hey, you know what even though it's the longest chapter it is a good book to read amen. well all the bible is good but i'm saying it's good in reference to the word in law amen all right so we'll begin at verse one we'll probably well i'll see when we stop all right, Psalms 119, beginning at verse 1. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with the whole heart. So, blessed are those who walk in the law of the Lord. So, what's the law? His commandments. His commandments. So, when we walk, see, in this American gospel, we thinking the blessing. I talked about it before. We're thinking the blessing is the materialistic things. No, the blessing is just walking in with him and in him. Because we're not going to turn here, but I, I got some things right now. So Matthew 5, you know, we're all familiar with the Beatitudes, right? So I'm taking a little shortcut here. Matthew 5 says this. Blessed are the poor in spirit who mourn. Blessed are the meek, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are those who are merciful. Pure in heart, peacemakers, blessed are the persecuted for righteousness sake. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. And Matthew 5, 12 says this. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for is your reward in heaven. That's right. right. So we're not living for the here and now. I said that before, but now we're seeing it through the scriptures. We're, we're not living for the here and now. And saying, oh, I'm going to get my house, I'm going to get my cars. Mm. No, we'll get our house when we get to heaven. Why? Because he's got a mansion. Right? He's got a dwelling place for us. That's right. right? So now, yes, we may go through stuff while we're here on earth, but guess what? We reap the reward in the end. Now the world says, hey, I want to reap now. Now. So they can reap now and they're going to pay later for those that don't get saved. Right. But we may go through now. But guess what? We're going to reap the reward and the benefits later. Why? Because we're walking in obedience to the Lord. Why? Because we're going to be that remnant. So even while this country is headed downhill for destruction, guess what? We can be here to testify. Hallelujah. We can testify how good God is. Right? That's right. So what? I didn't have a mansion. So what I didn't have a jet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right? But I know where I'm going and I know whose I am. That's right. And I know my God is not bound by the things of this earth. That's right. And I know where I'm going and what he has for me. I read verse twelve again. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. See, you know, one of the things is when we we think sometimes it's so much hard so so hard to witness to the loss. It's actually easier to witness to the loss than those who think they're saved or religious. We see it in the Bible. Jeremiah. Right? He was faithful, obedient to God. But guess what? The false prophets, Israel, they were rejecting him. Right? We're going to have people that reject us. Right? But that's okay. We're going to have people who say that they're Christians that's going to reject the remnant. But that's okay right Because they rejected Jeremiah, they rejected Ezekiel, they rejected Jesus, right So Jesus was called to who the lost sheep lost house of Israel right but he didn't forget the Gentiles right So even when the woman came the Gentile woman came for her daughter, Jesus said what? He said, I was called to the lost house, the lost sheep of Israel. Right? And he he called her a dog. But see, here's the thing we focus on her faith. Her faith was already there. That's why Jesus was able to say what he said, but he was trying to show Israel, the Jews that were around him. Because he called her a dog, but she says, What? Even the dogs can eat the crumbs that fall from the table. She wasn't going to be denied but how does she know to go to Jesus? Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Amen. Somebody let her know. The centurion who wanted his servant healed. How did he know about Jesus? Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. So he sent the Jewish leaders to go and they went to Jesus. Say, hey, get him to come to, over here to pray for the servant. Right? So Jesus was going. Jesus heard about all the things that he was doing. Right? So Jesus was going and then guess what happens? We know the story. He says, Lord, just speak the word. I'm a man of authority. Right? That's faith. And Jesus said to himself, I haven't seen that faith in Israel. Right? That was a Gentile. Just speak the word. And guess what? I I said a while back that he thought he wasn't worthy, but Jesus did. Because Jesus was going to him. But Jesus marveled by his faith. But again, how did he, how does centaur hear? By faith. That's right. Even when the blind people received their healing. How did they hear? Right? <laughs> by faith. Who's coming by? What, what, what's going on? Oh, this is Jesus. You got everybody showing, Jesus, Jesus. But what do they do? They call him by his covenant name. Son of David. Son of David. Jesus who's calling me by my covenant name he goes to him but how did the blind people know because they didn't see they heard they heard so how will people out there know unless they hear right they got to hear that they got to know that we serve a God we're not the healers we're just the hands and the feet right we have to exercise the word We have to understand that, hey, the example's already been set in Jesus. We see it even as he sent the apostles out. Even when he sent the 70 out. Right? But we have to be willing to go out. And we have to stop thinking it's hard. Like I said, it's going to be harder to witness to those who, who are in the church. Who are not doing right. But they're going to want to continue to do what they're doing. We can still warn them. But see, that warning may not be for everybody. I don't have a problem with speaking my mind to somebody. Right? So, I know where I'm called to be a watchman at. Right? So I know I can go into other places of worship and speak what God told me to speak. But if you're not called to that, you can't get away with that. Because that anointing is not upon you. This is why we can't mimic other people and other people's callings. We have to know for ourselves. Yeah right now somebody out there may be a watchman to the lost right it's not and we got to stop putting labels and pushing everything on everybody we're supposed to be a witness to the lost no Jeremiah wasn't called to the lost well lost house of Israel (laughs) right but there are people lost in the church and they're not being disciples because they're not getting the word and we come across these people all the time. Yeah. But we just hear them say Jesus. We hear them say Lord. And we think they don't need nothing. Mm. So I'm going to go to this person that's homeless. And guess what we do? We, re- we neglect the rich people mm. who are lost. Because plenty of them. We neglect the middle class. And we'll go to Rudd's. Mm. Right? But we won't go to Bexley or wherever. But they need Jesus too. But see how we discriminate? But there's watchmen for people to go in those neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. right? But we just come in. And we just sit. And then we go home. And we hold it. And keep it to ourselves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, no, no. That's not what the word tells us to do. Right? We we come. We get equipped. And then we go out. Right? Even if it's just you interceding and praying. God may have called you. Just to intercede and pray. Yes. And the reason why I thank you all for prayer Wednesday is because there's churches that don't pray. Amen. There are churches that don't pray. They don't even think about having prayer services. We attended churches. where We became members we like, well, when is prayer? Oh, well, we don't have prayer. So we instituted prayer. But it's like mm, that should be one of the first things that you do do. But right. well, we have Christians, we have churches that don't even come together for prayer. I don't understand that. Right? That shouldn't be. But then we complain about... And see, one of the things, prayer helps us to stay in His presence. Helps us to stay obedient to things of God. All right, let's go back to Psalm 119. Uh, three. they also do no iniquity. They walk in His ways. You have commanded us to keep your precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. Oh, how many of us pray that Lord help me to keep your word? Yeah. How many of us pray that on the devil? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> well, how many of us? I don't want your line up in here. <laughs> how many of us pray that Lord help me to keep your statutes? Right? We're saying to be Lord, use me for this. Lord, use me for that. How about just, Lord, help me to obey your word? Hey, yes. That's right. yes. And this is what we should be praying in the houses of God all throughout the world. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't... Lord, please give me this. Lord, please give me this spouse or give me, give me somebody, Lord. <laughs> 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 and the Lord saying... I've given you me. <laughs> Walk with me. Talk with me. Spend some time with me. And then maybe I'll give you somebody. Right. Of the opposite sex. <laughs> All right. Maybe I'll give you somebody. Because right. see, some of us want to get married and don't realize marriage is hard. Can I get a memory? <laughs> so you're praying for a spouse here. And then you're going to be cursing your spouse (laughs) a few months later. Lord, you pray for him, or him, and then you're like, Lord, take him away. (laughs) Take him away. See, but that's why you need the word. That's why you need the word on the inside of you. (laughs) I'm laughing, I'm joking, but I'm being serious. (laughs) My wife's not here, so (laughs) she's going to see it anyway. (laughs) All right. all right. Uh, uh, where was that? Uh, five. Yeah, verse six. All right. Thank you.
1: Then I will not
0: be ashamed when I look into all your commandments. Why? We're not be ashamed. What does James say? Again, like a mirror. Right? So now I'm not ashamed because I'm walking in this precepts faithfully, diligently, right? Regardless what somebody else may say, I'm being obedient to his word. Verse 7. I will praise you with uprightness of heart. When I learn your righteous judgments, I will keep your statutes. Oh, do not forsake me utterly. So understand this. Obedience to the Lord requires knowledge of His Word. You can't walk in obedience in the Lord without knowledge of His Word. Hosea 4 and 6. What? My people perish for what? Lack of knowledge. Right? So we've got people... In the church, I'm not talking about the world. We got people in the church that don't know certain things, basic things, but yet they want to go and be used by the Lord, used for service. Don't worry about it. God's going to clean you up. Well, how about you make a decision to get cleaned up? And see, we're lowering the standards, right? But no, again, we don't lower the standards to try to get them to come. No, we got to give them the word. Because we come to the house of God to get equipped. We come to the house of God to get the word, the seed planted in us. And that's what helps us to grow. That's what helps us to become mature as believers. Alright, let's finish up. Uh, Verse 9. How can a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to your word? Right? Take heed according to your word. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Do we pray that? (laughs) Oh, see, so what we're doing sometimes, we want the Holy Spirit to come and do what we should be doing. Holy Spirit, please keep these thoughts from me. No, he said the word says that we got to cast it down. Right. But no, we want the Holy Spirit to take over. He's not going to do that. <laughs> we got to learn to walk on our own two feet. And then he because why? He comes alongside to help. He's not trying to pull us, drive us, saying, Look, come, <coughs> <clears throat> be holy. No, we have a responsibility in that aspect. Verse 11 Your word I have hidden in my heart. That I might not sin against you. Mm. See that? When we have the word. Now the Holy Spirit will come in. When we're thinking about doing something. Oh. The scripture comes in. Last verse. Blessed are you O Lord. Teach me your statutes. Teach me your statutes. Right? He has given us his word for a reason. Right? And we have to understand that and we have to dig into his word daily. Daily. That's the only way we're going to be protected, be covered, be prepared for what's ahead, what lies ahead for this country. See, in this country, we're so worried about positions and titles and things like that. In other countries, they're not worried about that. They're not worried about being an apostle, a prophet. Evangelists, pastors, teachers, they're just concerned and just work. Why? Because they can't even worship in public. And the time is going to come in this country. Yeah. Oh, no, we're good because we got a connection with Israel. We're defending it. Okay, keep thinking that. Mm-hmm. Keep thinking that. Because guess what? Yes, God has a covering over Israel, but the people over there, they're wicked. So keep thinking, oh, yeah, we're defending them. Okay. Mm-hmm. The same way homosexuality, transgender is going on. Y'all heard me say it before. It's going over there. Mm-hmm. We complain about abortions here. Israel's government is paying for abortions. Mm-hmm. So keep thinking, okay, keep listening to these lack of knowledge preachers. Because even Paul said it. One Jew, a Jew inwardly. And the scriptures show us it was those who were doing right, <laughs> who were obeying the Lord. That's what the scriptures say. That's right. Romans 9, 10, 11. You can read it. <laughs> right now, we don't get cocky. Paul talks about it in Romans 11. We as a Jew, we don't get cocky. Right? Because the same way as they were pushed, we can be pushed aside. Yeah. Eventually they're going to be grafted back in, but not nation Israel, but the remnant. Yes. Those who want to decide to obey the Lord. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord God. Heavenly Father God, we just praise you even now. We glorify you. We thank you for your word, Father God. We yes. thank you, yes. Father God, for the excitement of being in your word yes. and learning of your word oh heavenly father god i'm praying even now lord god that you will keep each and every one of us oh heavenly father god yes. help us father god to not yes. fall victim father god to the lies and the deception yes. in this world oh heavenly father god yes. but help us to dig into your word oh heavenly father god yes. in the name of jesus help us to learn for ourselves oh lord god in the name of jesus your line your precepts oh heavenly father god line by line precept by precept father god help us father god to obey your statutes lord god your laws your commandments oh heavenly father god in the name of jesus father god we pray even now father god that as we read your word lord god that we will be our our lives will be a reflection of what your word says about us oh heavenly father god in the name of jesus father god i'm praying father god that we will walk in the truth and the freedom of your word, oh, heavenly Father God, and not in the lies of what the enemy may bring, Father God, or even the tears that may come and and try to convince us otherwise, oh, heavenly Father God, but help us to dig into your scriptures, Lord God, and study your word to show ourselves approved, not unto man, but unto you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Father God, help us, Father God, to have a, a, a prayer life with you, Father God. Help us, Father God, to know that you dwell on the inside of us, Father God. And that you have given us your Holy Spirit, Lord God, to help us to walk in holiness, Lord God. For he is called alongside to help us in our walk and in our lives, O Heavenly Father God. So I thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to be the light in this dark world, O Heavenly Father God. The light in this dark country, O Heavenly Father God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God. Thank you for keeping us, Father God. Allowing us to be called and be here for such a time as this, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, help us, Lord God, not to take this life and this walk for granted, Lord God. But help us, Lord God, to do what you called us to do, O Heavenly Father God. Even as this end time ministry, Father God, help us to speak truth, O Father God. Help us, Father God, not to compromise, Lord God. Help us to be faithful to you, Father God. Help us to love one another, Lord God, the way you have commanded us to love one another, Lord God, that the world can see that we are your disciples, Lord God. So we just thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I pray even now, Father God, that you will remind us and help us, Father God, to cast down every thought that does not line up with your word, O oh, Heavenly Father God. In the name of Jesus, help us to be alert, Father God. Help us, Father God, not to sleep or no slumber, O Heavenly Father God. In the name of Jesus. I even pray, Father God, even as we sleep, Father God, that nobody will have a nightmare, Father God. But that we will have a peaceful rest, Father God. Why? Because we have your word. We have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, O Heavenly Father God. So I pray even now, Father God, even as we sleep, even as we rest, Lord God, that your spirit will minister unto us, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Father God. Help us to see what the natural eye can't see, Father God. Help us to walk and, and operate in the spiritual warfare, Father God. Not what these other people may say, Father God, but help us to operate in the spiritual warfare even in our own lives, oh Heavenly Father God. I thank you, Father God, for, for revealing, Father God, your word to us, Lord God, your spirit, Lord God. And Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, that we have the victory, Lord God. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen and amen. amen.